Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. It's that season. We're talking NBA free agency, the time of year when it seems like the sports world is quiet. And then all of a sudden, bam, everybody's checking their phones. You got this story breaking. You got that story breaking. You got Bucks stories breaking. You got KD stories breaking. You got Kyrie stories breaking. There is not a dull moment. And we're excited to talk about it with all of you. My name is KJ I'm joined by my co-host Alex. Alex, how are you doing, man? Bobby, Bobby, Bobby is back. I'm feeling great. You got Bobby Portis back on a four-year deal. Bucks fans, Pat Connington, the free agency, the team is rounding into form. And there's also a couple new additions. So I'm hyped, KJ. I'm actually feeling really good. Giannis, you know, just the leader that people want to play around. They want to stay a part of this unit. And that just makes me so confident about going forward. I think Giannis still has two championships left in him, a back-to-back at least. So I'm excited to join the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Alex. And uh, two things he said, continuity and chemistry, right? We've talked about that for years and years and years. Well, the Bucks have sustained it. They have their big three around for a long time. That's Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. But not only that, they have two valuable members of the supporting cast back for another go at this championship stuff. And that is Pat Connington, who exercised his $5.6 million option, immediately Lord. becomes a candidate for the best bargain contract in the NBA, immediately becomes a candidate for the most underpaid player in the NBA. You are not going to find output like that for $5.6 a year, especially when you're talking about the skills of switchability on defense, basketball IQ, and most importantly, three-point shooting. Having Pat back, in my opinion, is even better. Bigger than Bobby Portis. Bucks fans, you have to let us know if you agree or disagree with that. But not only did we bring Pat back, we brought back Bobby Robert Portis, the man BP. who infamously won, you know, long, long ago, he clocked Nikola Mirotic uh, in, the, in the Chicago locker room, but now he's making a long-term home with the Milwaukee Bucks. He's been here for a little while so far, and he will stay on a four-year, $49 million deal. One of these new school bigs who can not only rebound, not only play with a high motor, but he can also shoot the rock. If you look at his shooting percentages this year, they were exceptional. And I think the Bucks got him back on a very fair deal. They actually gave him less than the Lopez deal. You know, to How me, much was I think case? that's a it was four years forty nine. Lopez years, got four 49. years fifty two yep. a few years ago. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, like, I'm feeling amazing. Like, these are the two guys we absolutely had to bring back. You know, they're both two guys who are going to play hard. They're both two guys who are willing to sacrifice. They're both two guys who are willing to play offense and defense. And, uh, you know, I just like the way they, they helped round out our team. We also, the Bucks also brought back Javon Carter on a two-year, two-way contract. And we also signed Joe Inglace, the sharpshooter from the Utah Jazz, on a one-year deal. He's coming off injury, but he is a career 41% three-point shooter. He shot 39% in his career over 50-plus playoff games. And not only that, but this guy shoots something like 46% from catch and shoot three so just a lot of metrics to like there he's one of those guys where if he hadn't been hidden in utah his entire career he'd surely be uh more highly regarded as a player um alex just just uh which move do you like best and you know just like general thoughts like what are you thinking in terms of the bucks the way they've approached this so far i love them bringing back joe 
because Joe Ingles or bringing in Joe Ingles from the Utah Jazz is he is underrated. Just like you said, he's a sharpshooter. He's that guy on the Jazz who could drain the three. I think maybe NBA fans, you, you didn't know too much of him. You've seen him when the Bucks have played, you know, but he's been a thorn in the Bucks side because he can stroke it. He's got a very nice shooting stroke. He's going to come in and knock down threes. Probably more experienced shooter cage, someone who can actually stay consistent in the playoffs. That's what the Bucks are going to need for him. And I think he can do it despite the injury. He's not like a phenomenal athlete that's going to be needing that explosiveness and that type of stuff. He's a very skilled player, can also defend well, comes from a good system in Utah, coming to Milwaukee now about mm-hmm. winning a championship. So he's excited. He's going to be motivated to make a good impression. I'm pumped about him. Bobby Portis deal, of course, I'm ecstatic. I kind of had a feeling it was always going to get done. Uh, there was the rumors that he might leave, but it just felt like, why would Bobby leave Milwaukee? Um, I feel like maybe the team knew about it, that, hey, Bobby was going to be the priority this off season. Maybe they told Pat, hey, Pat, you take an option this year. You opt in. We signed Bobby this year. Next year, we okay, signed you to a long deal. These guys are boys with Giannis. It's like, as a squad, it's a squad cage, you know? And, and that's, like, so different. You see all this change going on in the NBA right now. Kevin Durant requesting a trade. Kyrie Irving going back. Uh, you know, Philly willing to go all in, blow it up. Even, I think, the Phoenix Suns and the Lakers are looking to, you know, juggle the rosters. And the Bucks aren't really in that mindset because they believe they have the best team. They think they're better than Golden State. And so, Cage, what's your take about how this roster is just shaping up? And is it, you know, comparable to that Golden State team where they're not really looking to change many pieces either? Well, you know, as the Bucks fans know, there are such things as championship hangovers. You know, you got a target on your back, like whatever the, the expectations might be higher, whatever the deal is, it's very, very, very difficult to win back-to-back championships. I mean, think about it. Kevin Durant had to join the Warriors for them to, to accomplish that. You know, they're a great team. They won the championship this year. I don't think that uh, they would have beat the Bucks if the Bucks were in the finals fully healthy, so that gives me solace. But really, you know, the Boston Celtics were a great team. They're retooling a little bit. We saw them just add Malcolm Brogdon, former Bucks player. But really, it's like... I like the Bucks' chances going up against a Warriors team coming out the West. I like the Bucks' chances if you give us another seven-game shot at the Boston Celtics. You know, it's like if the refs call a fair game, if Chris Middleton is healthy, I don't see there's any team that is better than Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, P.J. Tucker going to Philly, yeah, that's a move where I hate to see it, especially because P.J. Tucker, you know, he got the heat to the Eastern Conference Finals after getting swept the previous year. You know, he, he's been so effective his entire career. He helped the Bucks win a championship. He helped slow down Giannis when he was on the, uh, the Toronto Raptors, and, and they, they build the infamous wall. You know, P.J. Tucker's been an, uh, an asset. He's been an impact guy at, for winning basketball, really, everywhere he's been. I know Joel Embiid's absolutely going to love him. I just don't think Philly has enough firepower outside of Embiid to really kind of justify that move. So it's like, like you said, Alex, they're going to end up blowing up this roster, whether it's now or down the line. Uh, you know, they're going to keep Embiid because they know he's legit. I don't think they can win with James Harden. I think they're very aware with that. You know, and I think arguably they're going to need someone else, whether it is one of their younger guards, to, to step up and kind of bring the caliber that a big three might bring. You look at Golden State, um, you look at Boston, you know, all these teams have like very, very, very uh, 
good options at the top. And like Embiid's a great option, but James Harden, you know, he's kind of like a one man team and you can't really beat players with a one, beat other teams with a one man team. And you can't really ask other young players to kind of like give you that all-star, uh, you know, output. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, honestly, man, you know, you look at our supporting cast members, like bringing Pat back, this is going to be his third year or really, you know, this is going to be his fourth year of going deep into the playoffs, honestly. Um, but really, you know, it's getting better every year. I do see him signing here long term simply because he's got real estate here. He's got so many ties here. Um, you know, Bucks fans actually go check out Airplane Mode from Ike Music. Pat Connington may or may not be on the track. That's Airplane Mode from Ike Music. Go check that out. Pat's a very multi talented guy. Um, not on and off the basketball court, but he's got so many roots in the Milwaukee community despite not even being from here. I don't think he's going to leave, and I think that's why he picked up his option. I kind of had a feeling he would, even though it didn't make financial sense. Like, if Bobby Portis got four years 49, Pat could have got four years 53. You know, Pat could have got something in that mid-level range, uh, and he would have been a bargain on that deal. You know, but it, but it doesn't change the fact that George Hill is actually still on the team and making $4 million, Alex. Like, what are your thoughts and just the fact that this man remains on the team. You know, he's a little trickier. Uh, I'm wondering just... who's keeping him around, Cage, because I wasn't happy with him coming back. I knew it was like, is this Giannis? Is this a Giannis thing? Does Giannis want George Hill here? Because I surely don't. That's my honest opinion, Bucks fans. I want him shipped. I want him traded. I don't even care if he's released. The Bucks just finally, after all these years, are no longer paying the Larry Sanders, the infamous Larry Sanders contract that has come to an end, Bucks fans. That's you can a good be happy sign. that that four years, forty-four million dollar deal is now over. But I don't want George Hill around because I just don't think he has the championship. You know, killer. I mean, the man, the man's I terrible. The Tigers. That's what I'm saying. You know, and and, and that's just being kind. I, like he, he's Grayson terrible. Allen too. One year experiment. That's what I think he was. I think the Bucks saw how we kind of folded in the play, NBA playoffs. It's one thing to fold in a way where you're still, like, putting out effort on the defensive end. It's another thing to, like, fold. It's just another thing to not even show up, man. You know, yeah, it's like George Hill was... and Grayson Allen. The Bucks are actively looking to kind of, like, trade them. You know, like like two for one. We're, we're seeing a couple of rumors out there. Uh, you know, they're, they're about $12.5 in combined salaries. So it's like, what could they they bring back for something like that. If you add a Brooke Lopez deal to that, then you're up to $26 million in salary. Just to give Bucks fans an idea, if you add a Mar John contract to that, then you're up to $28.5 million in salary. So it's like John Horst, against all odds, might the man make a move to bring back some salary equating to 26 or 28 and a half because if he did that would be a phenomenal player don't put it past him you know what if the bucks added to this team we just saw DeJounte Murray go to the Atlanta Hawks in a very interesting move looks like the Spurs are planning on being good again same time OKC is and we're talking the, the late 2020s um but, but like <laughs> but like maybe you know if you just add up the salaries right it's like that's what the Bucks are working with. That's what John Horse is working with. You don't have a ton of assets, but you might consider like Marjan, our new draft pick, an asset who I like. You know, I mean, he he's really been tweeting and uh, you know posting on the gram a ton since he's been drafted. So it's like you, you hope the guy's working as hard as he's been posting. But you know, he's a long way away. Yeah, you know, he he came from the G League. 
Uh, the Bucks are out here competing for championships. You know, I think the game's going to move fast, fast for him. So it's like, I know we need young talent, but, it, but I'm almost in the camp where it's like, if you can deal Marjan, if you can package him with George Hill, if you can package him with, uh, you know, Grayson Allen and kind of like add that salary together, you could bring back a pretty decent player because Alex, bringing it back to our original question, how are we feeling about the squad? I'm feeling amazing, but we still have the same glaring red hole that we did after the trade deadline. And that's, we don't have a secondary capable ball handler. You saw Patty Mills go back to Brooklyn. I did not like that one bit. I would have loved to see Patty Mills come to the box. You cannot play George Hill and expect to win. It's just like paying Carl Anthony Towns four years, $224 million. That team is not going to win. That team is not going to compete for rings with a Carl Anthony Towns deal like that on the books. I'm sorry, he's just not a winning player. You saw the Nuggets give Jokic six years, $303 million. I mean, look, if they win a championship and prove me wrong, I will happily say I told you so, but I'm going to go out on the limb and say that they're not going to win with a contract albatross like that, especially when they have Michael Porter Jr. on a contract albatross himself, and especially when they have, uh, you know, Jamal Murray coming off an injury. He's like, legit he's a great big player. three. He's a legit big three. It's like, come on. This guy's had had... Exactly. Come on. Come on. And it's like, it's, so, 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 so uh, one more guy I want to mention Zach Levine signed a $200-plus million deal. Carl Anthony Towns signed a $200-plus million deal. Nikola Jokic signs the richest NBA contract in history. Those three teams are not going to win. <clears throat> you can't win with Zach Levine. You can't win with Carl Anthony Towns. Maybe, maybe, maybe some people might be convinced you can win with Nikola Jokic. I'm not convinced. You know who I do like getting a big deal? I'm 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 in favor of giving out max deals, Bucks fans. But it's the NBA is very tricky where you have to you can only get so many max guys on a on a single roster. So you have to be super careful with who you give these contracts out to. You see it with the Suns right now with DeAndre Ayton. They don't want to give their third max slot to a guy like DeAndre Ayton because they know that he's not a max player. The guy that I'm actually in favor of getting this deal is a no brainer, and that's John Morant. You know he got a two hundred some plus million dollar deal. Well, it's like guess what? He actually turned the Memphis Grizzlies from a laughing stock that no one even paid attention to, uh, you know, grit and grind identity. But like now they were literally the third best team in the West. It's like Carl Anthony Towns couldn't even sniff that, you know, like, you know, Zach Levine, he couldn't even really sniff that, uh, you know, and, and Nikola Jokic, like, I, I hate to just like beat this horse on the ground, but it's like, it's really a narrative MVP. You know, this guy is not. Uh, in my opinion, one of the best players that will actually compete for a championship. You know, I see guys like Kevin Durant. I see guys like, uh, you know, Devin Booker on the Suns, um, like Chris Paul on the Suns, teaming up to form a really good duo. But but to, to conclude, just with a little bit of a hot take, is uh, John Morant's max deal. Love it. Um, you know, that's going to help the Memphis Grizzlies. They can now add talent around him. Nikola Jokic's max deal, had to give it to him. I understand the way that you have to give these deals out sometimes. That's going to be a question mark. Carl Anthony Towns and Zach Levine, that's what you call setting your franchise back because those are called albatrosses. Alex, what was your take on Marjan? What were your takes on some of these bigger deals we're seeing given out? First, I'll uh, hit the Marjan, the rookie deal. Uh you know, even though he's far away, I see that too, Cage. I see aspects I like in him, and it reminds me of Martin Odegaard, uh, a Norwegian footballer who went to play for Real Madrid for international fans when he was really young. 
and he didn't play much, you know, at Real Madrid. Marjan's not going to play much for the box. I think, you know, in an honest opinion, he'll be a two-way player. Like, this guy's going to play some G League. Um, but Martin Odegaard's now 23 years old, and he's one of the best players on a club called Arsenal in the English Premier League cage, one of the best clubs. And so that experience is going to be good for him. You see it on the Warriors, the development process of players. Javon Carter, I think, is going to step into that back point guard position. Bucks fans, let me know if we're going to get someone else. But I think it's going to be Javon Carter. He was in Greece. He was really the guy that should have been playing. But for some reason, Coach Bud was just uh-huh. refusing to play that man over George Hill. He actually could make some offense. And he was much better on defense. He wasn't hunted on defense. It just made no sense. Um, but, like, the Bucks as well, Cage, you were talking about how they maybe have $26 million. They're choosing to spread that out over depth, uh, which they lacked a year ago. So I think when you sign this... Inglés, um, you're like, he's a good player. I think a lot of people respect his game, and it's like adding another player who can potentially play in the playoffs, which the Bucks did not have enough scorers. They need scorers. Are they going to get it from just three players? I don't think so. They need those bench players, so that puts some of these guys on the table, you know, as trade pieces, depending on how they play this year. But I think, in general, a lot of them are on team-friendly deals, and they care about winning on this Milwaukee Bucks team. And it's going to develop everyone better. Uh, some of these deals going around the league, like you said, like Zach Levine. Um, I mean, Jokic, I've been on the record just calling him the jokester because it's just it's just not the eye test. You know, I'm not I'm not going to sit out here and act like Jokic is the guy they ma- they're making these movies about because it's just not true. It's the Greek freak and he can win back to back championships while these teams reshuffle the Utah Jazz. Great example. They've got. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, probably a two and a three in terms of a big three, three superstar exactly. cast. They don't have the number not one. A one there. They don't have a number one. That's why every team is calling you know about Brooklyn use? and Kevin Durant. Kevin you know Durant. Who they could use? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Bucks Irving. Fans. We were talking about this, Bucks fans. Yeah. NBA fans. Tell them, Broader NBA fans. The Jazz are a very interesting team. Uh, they they've been content. They haven't been contending, but they've been making noise for several years now. And everyone's like, "Man, why can't Utah take that next step? Man, why can't Utah take that next step?" Well, they seem to have all the pieces there. You know, they got guys like Joe Inglis. They got guys like Donovan Mitchell. Got guys like Rudy Gobert. Well, here's the problem: they have a great coach in Quinn Snyder, who actually just stepped down. More on him in a sec. They they're they're trying to do a one and a two type style with a two and a three. The Jazz desperately need a number one, but it's very 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 difficult to get those number ones right. Like, what if Gordon Hayward never went to Boston? He never blew out his knee, and it was Gordon Hayward number one, Donovan Mitchell number two, Rudy Gobert number three. Now that team could potentially give the Warriors fits. That team could probably beat the Grizzlies. That team could really you know potentially come out of the West. But obviously, Gordon Hayward went to the Celtics. You know who the 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 Utah Jazz need they need a number one in the worst way and I see two number ones out there outside of James Harden who I I really think is a flawed player I see Kyrie Irving and I see Kevin Durant and really uh you know both those guys kind of have asterisks because if I'm the Jazz I go for Kyrie Irving I let him be the number one guy I let Donovan Mitchell be the third the second guy I let Rudy Gobert be the third guy and from there you instantly increase the overall strength of your team because the competing and is elevated they're a contender exactly. with that three three gauge you know it'd be hard to argue against it because that's like a legitimate big three defensive uh weapon two-way player and then offensive weapon 
the Barks really missed their offensive weapon in Chris Middleton. And I'm still wondering, KJ, I'm still wondering, you know, if the Barks lose a big three member in the playoffs, I'm looking at this bench. I'm not necessarily seeing the firepower to carry them through a series. Are there any names, any players out there that you're you're, you're thinking about? Uh, you mentioned Patty Mills. Is there anybody else that, you know, like, is Patty Mills enough to win a series if one of the big three goes down? Well, well Patty Mills is, is gone, man. You know, he's off the market. You know, it's tough because a lot of moves always happen right away, but, but really a lot of these important moves are, are these second-tier guys, and a lot of the good ones get swept up early. You know, John Horst is just going to have to get creative. There's not a ton to work with out there. You saw Gary Payton the second who came up with the Bucks. You saw him go to the Trailblazers. But back to the Jazz for second Bucks fans, back to that Celtics series with the Bucks, in which case a lot of us were questioning Coach Bud's brain in the sense where why is he playing George Hill over Javon Carter? Why is he playing George Hill so much? The name to keep an eye on Bucks fans because Coach Bud unfortunately bought himself a free year by winning the championship. Like, you know, no matter how little sense his rotations may have made or some of his moves may have, you know, been head scratchers, it's very difficult on paper to fire a coach who just won a championship the year before, you know? So obviously Coach Bud's back. But Quinn Snyder, the Utah Jazz's coach, who's been an amazing coach getting more out of less in Utah for all these years, is actually taking the year off. So if the Bucks don't win a ship this year... I think you are going to see, you know, some some calls that potentially replacing Coach Bud. And I think a name that would be very, very, very high on the list is Quinn Snyder, who would maybe come back after a year of, uh, you know, just kind of sitting out and then being able to unleash a Bucks team just by putting in even better strategies. You know, maybe not playing someone like George Hill, critical minutes, putting up Tony Snell type zeros uh, with even worse defense. So it's like that's what I want to say about Quinn Snyder. As far as the, the players out there. You know, we got to have a ball handler. We That's really what we need. Like, I don't think we need another shooter. I think we did well to get uh, Joe Inglis. But really, you know, you see some like Tyus Jones. I'm not sure if he's still available. That'd be a decent guy who's, you know, better than freaking George Hill. I think Hill. he's going to Memphis, uh, back to Memphis. Uh, okay, he deal. might be, you I know. Like, surpri- I was surprised about that. I was like. I didn't, you there's know. really not much. There's not much out there, Bucks fans. You know, you know there's NBA other guys <laughs> in different in different uh, positions. You know, like some of these other guys, like Miles Bridges. He's dealing with stuff off the court. DeAndre Ayton. Bucks don't need a center. You know, Jalen Brunson signed a huge deal with the Knicks. Afrony Simons went back to Portland. Colin Sexton. I'm not sure what's going on with him, but he's restricted, so he should get a decent sized deal. Mitchell Robinson, the center, went back to New York. Dante Divincenzo has seen not much activity i wonder why bucks fans you got to let us know what you think dante should do uh you know victor oladipo we'll see what he does um yeah gary harris back to the magic you know kyle anderson i think he was on the move uh kevon looney malik monk that'll be interesting obviously nurkic went back to i believe went back to portland um you know not much out there but i trust in horst bottom line is we got to upgrade over hill like we got to upgrade that back backup spot uh, I, I kind of had a f- bad feeling about it after the trade deadline last year when our only hole was our secondary ball handlers. Um, same deal this year. Uh, but really... I got a name for you. Got a name for you. Go for it. Go for it. Danilo Gallinari is on the market, and this guy can get buckets. You know, like, whether you like him or not, bust or not, Danilo can score. Is he worth cage a minimum? 
in your opinion. Danilo Gallinari, right? replacement Danilo instead Gallinari, of George Hill. I think he's an upgrade. If you think about that, he's an upgrade well, over I mean, George he's not, Hill. He's not the same type of player, you know? So it's like we need a ball handler if we sign Danilo Gallinari or not, man. That's the frustrating part is, like, I would love to sign Danilo Gallinari. But, like, the fact of the matter is, you know, we we have our, our, our scoring. We have Chris. We have Drew. We have Giannis. We have Brooke. We have Pat. We have Bobby. It's like Danilo Gallinari is going to be somewhere in that, like, you know, five, six, seven, eight range. Uh, but we really don't have a backup ball handler that's not George Hill. I mean, we do have Javon Carter, but but we need a guy who's a little more savvy. Patty Mills, I think we win the ship easy. Really suck to see him go back to Brooklyn. Maybe we can swing a trade. You know, Grayson Allen, uh, eight and a half million. I believe Patty Mills is making like seven and a half, maybe attached a sweetener to that or something, like Jordan Awara or something. Uh, Jordan Awara, forgot about him. You know, he's a guy who his defense is really so behind his offense that he's unplayable in any high-level game. So he's kind of an interesting player. Like, maybe you get him over to a team like the Kings. Maybe you get him over to a team like the Spurs. Someone's a team who's rebuilding. They want some young talent. Uh, maybe you get him to the Nets, you know. But, like, we need a solid backup point guard. Let's just read a few of these fan responses in terms of, you know, what, what, uh, how the Bucks fans are feeling about free agency after sleeping on it let's see we got about 30 responses there's a ton of funny responses about specific tweets about george hill grace and allen bucks go check those out bucks Bucks. uh bucks brew says the team was a wet floor away from contending for another title last year i love running it back and i love the joe english signing if he can come back healthy and fit in bucks and six says love it kept the championship caliber team with chemistry together everyone stays healthy and this team's poised to make a deep run agree the Bucks are going to be there. Like, I expect us to be in the conference finals. You know, there's going to be some shenanigans pulled. Like, maybe they'll try and get Giannis into foul trouble. But I expect we'll be there. Uh, Safir Iskandari said, pretty good. We kept the guys we wanted. We added a good role player. Yes, I know he tore his ACL, but he's going to still defend better than Allen does. Who can hit his shots in the key moments, so I'm pretty excited. Agree with that. Torres, E-Torres80 says, Tony the Tiger, Great. Uh, Mr. Marimo says English, a decent pickup. Iyad Farhoud says we get rid of Hill and we're all good. Agree. Marvin Charlie Lee Honest. says Charlie Honest. Oh yeah. So Charlie Honest, Anto Barkley. He's got a, it's pretty good. We got Bobby West and Javon back. Bucks fans. We also got Wesley Matthews back one year. It's 2.9 million. We also have English. It's a decent signing, but I'm still waiting for Hill to be traded. Speak in the mind of a lot of Bucks fans out there, right, Cage? Absolutely. Um, Ian Duncan says it's fine, but could have been better with trading Hill and letting West go. The English pickup is very solid. That's the thing, Bucks fans. It's like, do we? A lot of Bucks fans are torn on bringing West back because you know the Bucks they had Wesley, they they lost in the second round, they get rid of Wesley, they win a championship, they bring Wesley back, they lose in the second round. You know, same thing with George Hill. It's like, are those guys really contributing to winning here? I mean, Wesley and George Hill are very old. <laughs> so it's like they may have some advanced they may have some advanced stats that show that they're actually good. They may have some surface level stats that show that they're actually good. But are they actually good? Man, that is a uh, tough, tough answer to give. Alex, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap this one up real quick? When you got the Greek freak, that's all that's that matters because Giannis is still – I think that's why this championship, you know, the NBA Finals, the Warriors beating the Celtics, it didn't feel like the best team won this year. I think everyone kind of feels like, oh, the Bucks got injured. We'll see what Kevin Durant does, where he goes. But Milwaukee's going to be a contender. 
They're bringing back the squad to do it. They're already big, a top four team in the league at this point. But how can they get to the best team overall? It's getting a ball handler. It's getting another player. It's adding to this roster. Still, There's still moves to be done. Um, I'm okay with the moves that have happened so far and kind of bringing back the pieces that they feel they want to have there. And uh, a lot of the good ones. You know, I'm, I was ecstatic when Pat was back. I was so hyped. And then same with Bobby, because it, it kind of felt like there's a chance we could lose both of those guys. And both of them are good NBA players for their salary. Great NBA players for their salary. So how can you not be excited? Thanks for having me on the podcast. Shout out to all the listeners. Y'all are the best. Bucks fans, we've got so much love for you. Make sure to go check out Airplane Mode by Ike Music. There's a Milwaukee Bucks player on the track. Go check that out. Spotify, Apple Pod, or Apple Music. Uh, this podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, you know, we're doing more Brewers content now that Brewers season is in full swing. And as always, there's going to be football content. There's going to be Packers and Badgers content. If you look at Ike Packers or Ike, ba- or excuse me, Ike Badgers, it's coming. There is so much to be looking forward to as a Bucks fan, as a Wisconsin sports fan. We have so much love for everyone, all the girls, all the guys listening in, whether you're in Wisconsin, whether you're in throughout the states, throughout the world. So much love for you, Bucks fans. We'll talk to you real soon. Until next time, we out.